Log Talk Radio. Hello, everyone. Kellen Patterson, Blog Talk Radio. <laughs> People be real talk. Midwest Muscle in the house, and this program is sponsored by People Be Muscle, the number one drug free sponsorship foundation in the whole wide world. <laughs> that means everywhere. If you are a drug-free athlete and are looking for a solid foundation to stand on and a vehicle to drive your girls like a mat truck to ice cream, yeah, that sounds pretty tasty right now. Check us out at com. And now let's talk. Uh, Desiree will be joining us in a little bit. She's off and running, as most good mothers are. There's never enough time in a day, and she has one of those days where she didn't have enough time. So she'll be joining us in a bit. But we do have a very nice guest that was welcome to join us on time. This is so bad. I hack it. And she has been doing a lot in behind the scenes, but she's also doing a lot to get in front of the scene and on stage. And she's just a joy to be around. And one of the things that I noticed immediately when talking with her is that she's very open, she's very cordial, and she's very honest. And that's what we need in the natural industry, in the natural community, and in natural bodybuilding as a whole. Savannah, please introduce yourself and then let us know a little about yourself. And then after all of that, we will start the show. Hello, how are you? Hey, how's it going? <laughs> Good. Just got done working so, out. Yeah, and what were you doing? Um, we did some back and shoulders. Mm-hmm. And you mm-hmm. have a lifestyle that's very original, very real, and very genuine. But the listeners want to know who you are. Why you have an interest in uh, bodybuilding, and just a little bit about yourself, and then we'll get the show started. Okay. Uh, well, my name's Santa Hackett. Hi, how are you? <laughs> um, <laughs> I actually started bodybuilding um, about two years ago, 2016. And actually, the reason I started it was because I was dating somebody who made me feel like. I wasn't good enough, pretty much, so I decided to do something that was going to make me feel good and make me feel better than he did, I guess. And then Mm -hmm. I just became addicted to it, honestly. And um, I went and found a trainer and had him help me with my first show. And I did um, bikini in Washington, Illinois. Yeah, October 2016 was my first show, yes. Mm-hmm. Now, uh, well, uh, we already have questions coming in. So uh, Mary wants to know, when this person was uh, basically making you feel less than a human being, and this is her words, mm-hmm. and I like to say that, when they're making you feel less than a human being, was this more in retaliation against that or basically just to prove them and yourself that that's not a true statement? To prove them and myself that that was not a true statement. Like, I've mm-hmm. never dated somebody that made me feel less of myself, pretty much. Yeah, so. dealing with, and uh, also, he was also yeah. in the gym, and he did bodybuilding as well. So he just made it seem like the fact that he did that made him better than me. 
Well, yeah, I, I can understand that because, you know, they're, just like there's people that have their heart fully into improving themselves, there's people that don't have their heart into it, and maybe it's more like a self-image thing, and that's what it's sounding like with this uh, fella. And that's just too bad. But, you know, we, we go through individuals like that. And Mary has a follow-up question, and she's just asking, uh-huh. you know, from then when you started until now, has it been a, more of a mental or a physical transformation, and which do you prefer most? Oh, gosh. I mean, it's absolutely been both for sure, but mm-hmm. um, for me it's definitely been more physical, yes, because I've, I've changed so much since, since 2016, since before then, honestly, physically, yeah. Yeah, and uh, this one's from Tom, and he's just asking, hey, was that one of the young ladies that was at your gym fit by to you, and was she trying to do a yeah. handstand, or what was that? So uh, we can explain that one since you're here. So uh, okay. <laughs> you guys are staying up on the picture. <laughs> <laughs> so go ahead, Savannah, and I'll, I'll piggyback. Okay. Yeah, I was I was at his gym, and that is called a crow pose. It's a yoga pose. <laughs> and I'll piggyback that because we had a, a, an excellent photographer there. His name's Jack Halverson, and he doesn't uh, stage pictures. Uh, he wants to get you while you're exercising, and he does a lot of walking around and snapping pictures. And so basically I was trying to keep up with him, and I, I was the one that happened to catch that one because I thought it was so unique and so original. And and uh, so when we were doing that, yeah, we weren't changing that. That was them being themselves. And I think the other fellow was trying to do – I can't remember the exact – but uh, Richie. Oh, yeah. He was doing a flip or something? He was trying to, like – push off his back off the back, back of his hands. I don't know what it's called. But yeah, he was trying to push off the back of his hands and I was in the crow pose while he was doing that. It was a really yes. cool picture, though. Yes. Uh, that, that pictures are on Midwest Muscle and they're also on my page. And I'm sure, if, uh, I, I know I thank you, Savannah. So you'll be able to find that as well. Um, this is going yes. back back to the original question that Mary posed, and this one's from Jake. And he says, uh, hopefully it didn't get physical where he was not, you know, all, you know, mental abuse is just as harmful. But he wanted to, he just asked him, did it ever become a physical thing where you couldn't it feel safe? And did that push you more to the gym to work even harder to protect Wait, was, is he asking, was my ex physical with me? Yes. Did he, did he, uh, was there any physical abuse along with the mental abuse? Oh, no. No, there was no physical okay. abuse. No, not with him. I I was in a physical relationship a long time ago, but didn't really have anything to do with what I'm doing now. I did uh, kickboxing then. <laughs> oh, okay. Well, that'll work. <laughs> Yeah, Debbie, you there? right. <laughs> yeah. Yep, I'm here. Yeah. Oh, okay. I am. Hi. Hey. Hey, how's it going? Good. It sounds like you guys have already covered quite a bit of ground in a short time. I'm just trying to uh, follow the conversation and get caught up. 
<laughs> well, okay, Dad. Let me let me speak you in because we got listeners still jumping in as well. And basically, uh, Savannah, like I said, she's very open and honest about what she does, who she is. And the first conversation she brought up is why she got into the the sport, and it happened to be a very uh, negative, uh, significant other. And we don't really want to call it significant. Basically, a, uh, um, someone that was in her life dating her and had basically become a very demeaning and uh, downtrodden on her uh, mental side kind of fellow. Mm-hmm. And Mary was asking if that had done, if that had basically driven her harder to be a, uh, physically fit and if it was more of a mental change, transformation, or if it had been a physical more transformation. And Savannah was just responding to that as well as what Jake had asked about the uh, the physical abuse, if that had been just as bad as the mental abuse. And that's where, so mm-hmm. that was caught up with that. Uh, did you have anything to add with that, Ben? Um, other than, A, it sucks. I'm sorry, Savannah, that you <laughs> had to deal with that, or that any person would have to deal, male or female, with a spouse that is abusive, either verbally, emotionally, physically. It's just, it's never a good thing. But I would also add that, um, Savannah, you are not alone in the fact that it's, I've come across, you know, several female athletes that the reason that they um, got started in weightlifting and which has, which transitioned into competing for them was because of um, an abusive relationship that they were looking to either get out of or recover from. And, mm-hmm. um, you know, and it's just, it's just one of those, I don't know that I want to call it the benefit of the sport, but it it is one of those activities, I guess. And I think especially for women, that helps them to, you know, find their own inner strength, find their courage, um, you know, find their self-worth again. Yes, because absolutely. of all of the transformations that they're going through. And, um, mm-hmm. you know, that's sad state, but, you know, I'm I'm very happy that um, strength training and health can be an outlet for this type of recovery as well. Oh, yes, absolutely. It's It's been very, very helpful. And like I said, now, now I'm addicted to it, and I've had other girls ask me my story, and I tell them about it, and like you said, they're going through the same thing. I'm not alone, so, and they're not alone. <laughs> Nope, you're not alone. You're not alone. And, you know, our listeners are definitely feeling the vibe and tuning in and are having lots of questions that Kaylin had already started with. But uh, our next one is from Sam, and she's asking, can a woman deal with the abusive side mentally better than most men? (laughs) That probably is different for every person. But, Savannah, what are your thoughts on that? Um, Say the question one more time. She's wondering if women deal with mental abuse better than men. Oh, uh, I, I'd say yeah. I'd say we deal with it better than men, maybe. Maybe. I guess I, don't, it, I, I don't really, know. It just, you know, it depends, I guess. Yeah, I, you know, I think I'm with you on that one. I think it depends on the individual and just their own personal makeup and wherewithal and what kind of support they might have surrounding them. Because let's be honest, ladies, some of y'all out there are brutal. 
just grew, mm-hmm. yeah. and women <laughs> can be just as good about tearing down their man and making him feel, you know, a half an inch tall as men are um, to women. I mean, and it's we on both sides we do a good job of um, being mean to each other, which which is the opposite of how relationships are supposed to work. I mean, when you're in a committed relationship, you're responsibility in your job is to love, uplift, protect, all of that kind of stuff Ooh, to yeah. me. Not tear yeah. them down, degrade them, just to make yourself feel better or to deal with your own personal issues of inferiority, um, you know, insecurity and all of those kinds of things. So I think it really all depends. But Kaylin, you know, you heard the female side of this discussion. From a male perspective, what would you have to add? Well, I, I agree with what you put, and it's definitely, you know, basically just how well you're supported. But there, there is, I mean, I, I, I agree that women do handle it better because they're already more thoughtful of what's going on to begin with. Sometimes men get hit and they get blindsided, and they just don't know how to respond. It's not that they don't want to or, or don't deal mm-hmm. with it, but a lot of it just becomes the point of, you know, the support group you're surrounded with, because let's be honest, a lot of the guys are saying things you want to hear, and then it becomes basically a whole bunch of you're going to be okay, and, you're, and it's not. So it's never dealing with the actual issue or problem. And then what happens is, you know, they don't want to have that conversation because you were supposed to be already past it two, three months ago, and now you come out with your true feelings. So, you know, I really don't want to hear it now that you should have been saying it back in the day. So, you know, it, it's a tough one. Um, I noticed that either side, if you have somebody that supports you, it's not going to be anything that takes away from who you are. Um, I, my dad always say, if you want to see how many people are in your corner, um, start falling down where somebody has to pick you up. And if you want to see where they feel about you as, as a human being, start doing better and see who responds to your improvement in a positive way. So, you know, it, it, it's something I love the way Savannah said it and I love the way you brought it out, that it, it's all in how you're supported and how well you'll recover. But a lot of times um, you'll find out who the, the fake friends and sometimes the haters as well, and you, you'll you be really surprised at how close those things, two things come together. You know, and you and you bring up a good point as far as who handles a situation like this better, male or female. And for males, you're right, it, it could be harder just from the standpoint that, you know, you're expected to be, um, if you feed into the stereotype, always strong, you know, and maybe not necessarily mm-hmm. show a lot of emotion or those sorts of things, or they might be embarrassed or feel like it's a sign of weakness if they were to go crying yeah. to somebody else that, oh, my woman is mean to me, and, uh, you know, that sort of thing. <laughs> I mean, dudes, come on. No, you, true. I mean, it's true. I don't think as much as sometimes I want to be a man hater, and that's not often. You know, I'm a woman that's been divorced twice from the same man. Um, and, you know, so sometimes, you know, I have to fight against Which being a little bitter. Which is fair. But, but uh <laughs> You know, you you as a male, if you need that level of support from someone, you know, just to help you maintain your san- sanity and not become emotionally jaded so you turn around and do the same thing or worse 
to your next relationship, then I say get out there and find it. And don't be don't be afraid or ashamed to to get what you need to be a healthy, you know, an emotionally healthy individual. So anyway, I digress. <laughs> now we're gonna get back to Savannah. Uh here's the next <laughs> question there. Um when Savannah competed, this one is from Bill. So Savannah, when you competed, what did it feel like stepping on stage after the craziness that drove you um, to pursue that? Oh my gosh, it was such a rewarding feeling. I thought I was going to be so nervous, which I was. I mean, I was nervous the entire time, but like literally the second I stepped on stage, it was just like everything went away. I mean, I was doing my poses like it was nothing, like I was a pro. I mean, it was so easy, and everyone was so nice backstage. Like, you would think all the competitors would be, like, mean to each other, I guess you'd say, because we're all competing against each other. But every all the girls were so nice to me, like, doing my hair for me, helping with my makeup. I was helping them. Like, this girl um, dropped water on her and messed up her tan, and I had extra, like, tanning stuff with me, and we put it on her. Like, we're all there for each other. Everyone's so supportive, and it was just a great feeling. That's awesome. And there you have it, Kaylin. There's that reoccurring theme in the natty, in the natty verse, that uh, camaraderie yes, and support yes. among athletes. I love it. I love it. I, I mean, I, I, oh, okay, I, I got I to gotta throw this in there because I, I had to make a post. That's, just give me five minutes. That's all I'm asking. Savannah, is that okay? Can I use five <laughs> Only. minutes? Only. <laughs> yeah, five, five minutes. minutes. <laughs> Maybe three okay. and a half, but go for it. Um. I, I had made a post, and I, I hope I didn't confuse a lot of people. I know I had people messaging me, is everything okay? Everything is fine. Let me tell you, there's things that Dad and I post is strictly on the, the about the love of the sport and the passion of it, and we it's not venting. It's just throwing it out there so people will have a definite answer, and you don't have hearsay, you don't have gossip. This is straight from her or I. And uh, one of the things that's always prevalent for us is what show do you want to get to, what shows can we meet up together at and cover, and which one do you have on your docket that is a must-see, I have to be there, you know, come hell or high water. This is how Des and I talk all the time. This is nothing new. This is nothing else. Sometimes things fall apart, they break down, and neither one of us or only one of us can make it, but that doesn't mean we wanted to be there any less. It's more like a pouting uh, doggone all shucks, uh, country boy, dang it, y'all. But it's always something that we're not happy to do, but it does occur. And we, But that doesn't mean we want to be there any less. And I'm telling you, this weekend is a prime example of us wanting to be at all three of these shows, but it basically became, okay, which one did you want to be at more and which one did you want to be at more and which one did you want to basically, which one can basically fall by the wayside? That is why we hate so many shows on the same day. I can tell you we're not happy about this weekend other than the fact that we get to go to the shows that are live. It's always fun. It's always a joy. But if there's going to be a thorn in the side about the whole dilemma, that would be it, that we can't cover each show, both of us covering it to our fullest because we can cover all the outlets. That's what we think. That's our passion and we definitely enjoy what we're doing. It's not a fake smile. We love interviewing the competitors. We love hearing about the background. It's such a joy. But if you don't see us there, it's not because we didn't try. Yes? Oh, 
Oh, and without, without a doubt. And I wouldn't even necessarily say it comes down to a matter of which show do we want to be at more. Sometimes it's just which show can we be at from a logistical yes. and financial yes. standpoint because, come on, guys, yes. we don't get paid for what we do. We, the Bank of Desiree Fletcher Carruthers and the Bank of Kaylin Patterson finance what we do for the most part, for the most part. There are some promoters that see enough value in wanting to provide their athletes a platform, and so they will help us out. But, I mean, it's, it, this is a labor of love. And, you Amen. know, a lot of it, we meet a lot of great people. That's how I met Savannah was covering a competition. Um, yeah. So, you know, you just never know how paths are going to continue to cross and to grow. But uh, And the only reason this weekend that Kaylin and I were even split up is, A, they were all on the same weekend, but we had already committed to the different yeah. shows before we knew they were going to be on the same day. So Kaylin had already committed to the Sidetown Showdown, and I was on track to compete at John Abraham's show before I needed to take a step back and uh, give my body some more time to adjust and uh, heal over a few things. So, but we had planned on being at both of these shows together until we found out that we could not. And so Amen. when we saw that there was a conflict in the dates, then Kalen stayed true to his commitment to cover the Chi-Town showdown, and I remained with uh, John Show, Heartland of America. So, or Heart of America, I should say. I Heart of call America. It Heartland. A Heart of America. Um, just because that was the direction we were initially headed. So, you know, that's what happened there. Um, last weekend, I would have loved to have been at the uh, Southern States Classic. I really wanted to cover that show, but my daughter had a, a two-day roller derby tournament. And family trumps. That's, I mean, that's all I can say about that. So there you go. we do our best. And, again, I digress. I, you know, I apologize. I feel like the last couple of shows, and I apologize to you, Savannah, I feel like Kaylin and I get off on our little tangents and we're supposed to be focused on you and not it's our own totally topic. But, you know, sometimes sometimes it rolls that way. Um, but now I'm going to go ahead and totally shift. Um, oh, we've got some more. We've got some more questions in here. Okay, I was going to shift topics, but we've got another relationship-focused question. So I'm just going to open this up to the group um, because I don't know that it's necessarily related to one thing or another, but since we're talking men, women, relationships, that kind of stuff, let's go ahead and get it out there. Um, this question is from Belinda, and she's asking, do you think that is why most men are prone to cheat? And I think we're going back to, um, you know, the emotional instability that would even drive an individual to um, abuse their spouse. She's asking, do you think that is why most men are prone to cheat? Because they just don't have an outlet to vent. She's saying that doesn't make it right, but let's be honest. A man in the gym that's fit is an easy person to approach. So I think we have a two-pronged uh, question here. So, looking at natural mm. bodybuilding as an outlet, and then just personally, how emotionally healthy individuals are when they don't have outlets like the gym and they are insecure and have other issues, does that make a person more prone to cheat? What do we think, guys? Uh, 
I I don't think so. No. I go with no. <laughs> Kaylin, what do you think? Um, I, I would say it's it, it is a very good question and I love the way it's worded because it, it, it doesn't give too much ground for uh excuse for what's happening. And I would say for a, a weaker-minded individual, uh, and since we're talking about men, I would say yes, because they're looking for a lot of times some quick comfort. I mean, like, like a, a guy told me once, if you've been starving and somebody offers you food, you really don't care what it is. You'll be just happy to eat it. And I know that's a bad reference, but it's an analogy for what we're talking about. And a lot of times that's happened. And then with the uh, easy, the easy ability to approach, I definitely agree because if you have somebody that's getting ready to compete, they're going to be looking at their finest and their best. So it's not like it won't draw attention because you want the judges to to be out there seeing what's going on. You want to see everything the way it is, and they're seeing you basically how you want the judges to see you. So it is that quick attention doesn't, like she said, it doesn't make it right. But let's be honest, these are the things that factor in to ruining a relationship. If you're not strong about what's going on, then these things can occur. And it can be stressful on both sides. A lot of times, if you have somebody that's trying to get out of a relationship, they might do it to grind the gears even more. Or if they're too weak to understand what's happening, they can be seduced in a way that doesn't seem like a threat in the beginning, but it is a threat to the relationship. So yeah, there's a, there's a lot of uh, a lot of garbage that can be involved in that, and I say that in a nice way. Uh, but it's it's just a tough thing to deal with when it's happening. But that should tell you the strength of your relationship for sure. I don't know if that uh, answers it correctly and fully, but that does. Uh, come into play. That's definitely a, a, a definite thing, yes. Beth? Um, yeah. I mean, the way you answered it, I think I may have interpreted the question incorrectly. So, Belinda, you know, hopefully there's something in there that we've shared that is helpful to you. Um, I mean, a man in a gym, you know, may be easier to approach from the perspective that he is fit and he's feeling confident. Um and so when women are attracted to that, and so that may welcome more attention on that end, same way for females. But in the same in the same vein, as Kaylin was saying, you know, it all depends on the individual you on the individual how emotionally strong they are and how committed they are to their spouse. I mean, even when things are rocky, that that is not an excuse or fit or unfit, you know. I'm not a relationship counselor, but I will say this, that I've seen, you know, men, unfit men cheat and women cheat just as much as a fit person. So, yes. um, mm-hmm. you know, I, I I, don't know what more to say about that. Um, that's just one of those very tough topics, and I could rumble and bumble and try to stumble on for the next ten minutes, but I'm going to move on. I'm going to. I'm going to move on. Um, I'm going to switch topics here a little bit, though. Um, We are getting back to Savannah. And uh, this question is from Linda, and she's wondering, what prompted you to post about your hair issue on Facebook? Oh, you saw that? That's so nice of you. 
Um, well, <laughs> I got made fun of for it again, and so it just it bothered me. So I was like, you know what? I'm gonna put my story out there because usually it's all about about my fitness and my fitness lifestyle. And I was like, you know what? I'm not just all about fitness. I have other things. So I wanted to put that out there and hopefully somebody else would get some motivation from that or support and know that once again, they're not the only ones that have a scar. They're not the only ones that get judged. I mean, it doesn't matter how pretty or how fit you are. People are still going to judge you. People are still going to make fun of you. And it's, it just doesn't need to happen anymore, honestly. The judgment really needs to stop. <laughs> yep. And I like how you put on there that, you know what, before people try to come to a conclusion, they need to stop and either put some thought into what might have caused that situation or if they're really that interested, get brave enough to ask. Now, I know you said that, you know, it's uncomfortable and hurtful to you when people touch your head. Um, I wonder if sometimes people think it might be hurtful to you to even bring it up and ask. But, I mean, I would think that I would appreciate someone asking me about it first than making a snap judgment. How, I mean, being that you've lived with this scenario for your whole life, how, I mean, would you prefer that someone just asked you? Didn't ask me why I have a bald spot? Yeah. I mean, if a perfect stranger came up to you and asked you what happened to your hair, would you be offended by that, or would you be grateful that they took enough time to want to know the situation I, before, you know? I don't mind people asking me. It's the way that they present themselves. Yeah. Like, if you just come up and you ask me, hey, like, what happened? Why do you have that? That's different. But kids would literally come up and just, like, poke it and be like, what's that? Like, don't touch uh-huh. it. <laughs> like, don't touch me. And don't, I mean, it's just the way that you present yourself, the way you present the question. All right, I would not be offended if someone just came up and politely asked my story, pretty much. <laughs> All right, Kaylin? Yeah, this, is a, this one um, basically connects with a lot of our listeners, and they're, they're I, guys, I get it about the, the schools and everything, and it is a, a, a subject that's always close to people's hearts and minds simply because there's children involved. But we're talking to somebody that survived all of that, and, and she's done a great job of doing so. But my point would be more of, you know, like you said, how do you present that question, and how are you presenting yourself when you ask that question? It's not just about how she will receive it, it's how you're putting that information in question out there. And if we're not considering the person that we speak, then it becomes an issue because you, it's basically I'm just going to ask it and I'm going to ask it. You can't ask a question any old kind of way. You've got to ask it as if you're speaking to society because you're in society. And this, this is one of the things that's the breach of what's going on in our current climate and current state of being when you're talking and interacting with others is basically it's a selfish way to come across and, and if you're not considering the other person, that's exactly what it is. It's not PC. It's a very selfish way of presenting who you are because basically you're saying I'm the only person that matters in this question and you're not really asking a question. You're directing an insult. And if we're not mindful of that, 
then we can be basically setting ourselves up either to get punched in the face or attacked verbally and can't figure out why because you just wanted to ask a question. If you're only thinking about your side of what's going on, then you're not considering others and you're not considerate of others. So, you know, it, it's, it's, a, it's a good place to be where you can say, hey, you know, something happened to her and I'd like to know. But then if you're feeling that way and if you're truly, genuinely feeling that way, you'll speak to her as a human being with concern and consideration. Savannah, does that answer it a little bit better? Yes, absolutely, yes. Yeah. Very good. I think great. Oh, no, I was just going to say great perspective. Um, Our next question is from Beth, and she's bringing us back around to um, being a competitor. And Beth's question centers around, um, is it possible to be focused on prepping for a competition and looking your best and still balance your normal life? Or do some sacrifices have to be made that might cost the competitor some friends and family? What do you think, Savannah? Yes, sacrifices absolutely have to be made. I could not tell you how many friends I lost last year, honestly, just because I'm into fitness and I compete and it's, I mean, it's a, it takes a toll on you. It's a lot because, I mean, your emotions are going everywhere. Your friends don't understand because they're not competitors, so they don't, they don't understand the prepping and how little or how much you have to eat and how little or how much sleep you get and all the cardio and, like, all the gym time you absolutely have to take in order to prep. Like, you really don't get friend time. You don't. And if your friends are really your friends and really love you and care about you, they'll understand that. So clearly I lost people that I did not need in my life because they did not understand. Okay, Kaylin? Yeah, I I, got to say yeah. But I think it's it's basically the same way you're shedding body fat because it's unneeded. You're going to have people that just don't have your best interest at heart because the people that are really connected with you, Stay connected with you. I mean, I, I, Deb, I don't know how many people you uh, started and stopped with, but, I mean, I'm up into the thousands of individuals that I, I've known. That means past tense, where they started out, you know, you're going to be doing this, that, whatever, and then when you start improving, you know, they don't like it because, you know, they're stuck in that rut or basically not on the same wavelength of you as you or basically doing what you're doing, and vice versa. There's certain things that, you know, I was just talking to a friend today, and I said, you know, there's certain things um, that I did in my life that I had to get away from because they were destructive. They were destroying me as a human being and as, as a, a son of Henry Patterson because I always wanted to be make my dad proud, and I wanted my church family to be proud, and there were certain things I was doing in my life that were self-destructive. And there were people that I picked up along the way that didn't mind that lifestyle in me. And, they, you know, they actually appreciated it because they weren't alone in, in, in that way of living. But it was so destructive to who I am. You know, like I know plenty of people that can drink anytime they want, and it's not a big deal. But for me, it's self-destructive. That doesn't make them bad people. That just makes them bad for me. And so, you know, I, I just had to put that aside. And, you know, some of them understood that, you know, this is, where we part ways, and there were other people that said um, that, you know, hey, you got to, 
you, you got to get back to this lifestyle so we can be friends again. I'm saying that we can't be friends because I can't get back into that life. Um, it, it's not an easy spot to be because you 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 literally know these people. You 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 shared your life with them, and there's some memories and very good memories in that. But that doesn't mean that it should be a future because they're going in a direction that you are not, and you're going in a direction that they are not. Beth. Nope, I couldn't have said that better. I mean, you know, with Discord, as with anything in life, as you grow, um, your interests change, you know, your true friends will, you know, evolve with you, and and those that really weren't um, that serious about the friendship, I mean, at the heart of things, they they will fall to the wayside. You know, interests change, people change, and... um, especially if it's a destructive habit that you're trying to overcome or avoid, you can't keep hanging with those same people that are in the same habits that you're trying to overcome. Otherwise, your success rate will be greatly diminished. So, And that can happen. Folks that aren't interested in the level of commitment and always <laughs> talking about exercising and eating, um, you know, they'll they'll – go their own way and you'll find people that are interested in those same things and you'll develop relationships with those folks. So I think it's kind of a give and take. Sure. For sure. Um, ah, Melinda, Melina, is it Melina or is this Melinda again? I'm not sorry. Uh, I'm not sorry. I Melina. am sorry. I'm not sure. Melina. Melinda, what did you say? Melina. Oh, Melina. Okay. Gotcha. Um, she's wondering, how can a person keep their sanity and friends as their carbs decline? What do you have on that one, Savannah? How do I keep hey, my you sanity? Forgot her word. You forgot her word. Hold on, Savannah. We're not missing that one because uh, this is a person oh. that's and she hashtag, that down. Yes. Hashtag hangry. She wants yes. to know, how can a person keep their sanity and friends when their carbs are on a decline? Oh. <laughs> it's so hard. I can't tell you how many times I got called hangry or how many people I just, like, went off on. Like, at work, I'm a waitress, so, like, someone would literally run into me, just tap my shoulder, and I would give them the dirtiest look. I would be awful. I was so bad. Yes, hangry is a thing, and it will make people very angry. Not just you. <laughs> You'll make everyone else angry while you're hangry. <laughs> it definitely takes a toll on you, yes. Uh, I'm not looking forward to prep. Kaylin? <laughs> <laughs> yes, yes, yes. Um, with, with my upbringing, I'm more mindful of certain things. But I can tell you there are times where you physically have to get out of the room because you know you're like in a, a volcano kind of mentality, and it's not going to be good, anything that comes out of your mouth. We've all been there. Uh, I love the way Savannah said it. There's just times where you're praying to God that no one is around because you're just begging, like, food. All you can think about is food. Anybody interrupts that daydream or fantasy about eating, they don't know what they've interrupted, and it, it, it's a tight spot to be in, and I don't wish it on anyone. And I know there's plenty of times where I've apologized, especially after after the show and that, that carb intake and sanity starts to come back and, 
you start to get your mind back to where it was friendly. <laughs> it, it, I do want to. Go ahead. Oh, yeah, I want to add something. But your friends also need to be understanding because I cannot tell you how many times while I was on prep, my friends thought it was so hilarious to just shove a donut in their face in front of me or a burger or fries or any other delicious oh, food. Wow. Like, they just taunted me with it, and they were just so rude. And I was like, guys, like, come on. Like, your friends really do. They need to be supportive. They need to be understanding. Like, if you're sitting there eating chicken and rice, and you have a donut, go to the other room and eat the donut. Like, come on. <laughs> they, just, they don't get it. And I, I get that they don't get it because they, they've never done body no, they training, don't. But still. They really don't. And you're sitting but there with like, face of crying. <laughs> but if they're still there after the hangry, after the hangry, then you know you got a friend. Uh, oh yes. You know, it's kind of like those Absolutely. t-shirts. It's kind of like those t-shirts that say, um, "Forgive me for what I said when I was hangry." So you know, I just kind of apologize ahead of time. <laughs> because, there you go. You know, so the crazy part of it is, you might think you're holding it together really well. I mean, there are times where I think I'm holding it together really well, and clearly I'm really not. <laughs> Because yes. my coworkers will say something or my kids will be like, oh, mom is hangry. So, um, you know, I'm like, what are you talking about? I'm, I'm perfectly fine. But clearly that was not the case. So, you know, I've just mm-hmm. taken to, you know what, guys, I'll just apologize up front. I, you know, not trying to be short, but if it happens, this is why. And just roll with it. So... Oh, man. But, yep, it is one of those things. This is one of those things. Um, Our next question is, and I know we're coming, Brenda. We're coming to the question. Here it is, girl. She wants to know if you are going to be at uh, Heart of America, Savannah. And if you, okay, good, good. So am I. So I'll see you there. That's exciting. And, um, and if you're going to have a chance to chat with the special guest, and if yes, Brenda wants to see all kinds of videos posted. If I'm going to chat with the special guest. You want the lights off in here? Yeah. Have you heard of John's special guest? No, I have not. Girl, where have you been? Oh, my goodness. Where have you been? Oh, my you're goodness. even going to really be competing at the show. You're no, even going to be competing, but that's okay. Oh, you're not. You're just going to be there. Okay. Oh, then yeah, my I'm bad. just going to be there. No, you're fine. A bunch of my teammates are competing, like Matt, Birdie, okay. his, all of our, our team, they're competing. So I'm going to go support the team. But, no, I didn't all know right. the best guest there is. I'll speak to him or her, absolutely. <laughs> okay, so here's what we are in for. Um, John has arranged to have the oldest female bodybuilder, Ernestine Shepard, <laughs> as his special guest at the show. Oh, my gosh, I love her. I didn't know this. This is exciting. Yes. Oh, oh my gosh, I had no idea. Yes, this is exciting. Yep, so she's totally going to be there. Now, I am going to see if her people will let me hold an interview with her. Um, so that's the plan. And if they allow that, you'll definitely see that video on Midwest Muscle. But, yes, Ernestine Shepard is going to be there, the world's oldest female bodybuilder, on stage, wow. on hand, at Heart of America. Wow. I, yeah, I can't believe I didn't hear about that. I follow her and everything. She's amazing. I can't wait to meet her. 
No doubt. We'll start pumping uh, that out there, girl. Folks uh, need to know so they can come to the show uh, and check her out. Kaylin? I know. Kaylin's oh, yeah. hashtag jelly. Oh. Uh, uh, <laughs> well, this is so great because I was actually sitting with John Abraham when he just threw it out there. We were at the John Agan show, and he had, he had brought it up. And he said, you know, wouldn't it be nice if we could do this? And I was thinking, well, what would it hurt to ask? What would it hurt to ask? And he's like, you know what? I am. I am going to ask. And lo and behold, the woman said yes. And I was so happy. So, Brenda, you ain't got nothing on the happiness I had when when he said <laughs> that she had said and accepted and said yes. I was so elated. Yay, yay, yay. Because every year I get down to the heart of America Yes, indeed. So very, I can't use the expletive because I don't, but happy. Yeah. So it was such a joy to hear that. And then, and then, yeah, so when we say that we're not happy that we can't do this, that, uh, you know, we'd love to attend every show. There's some we do put on our calendars because they are special to us for, you know, whatever reason. But they're special to us as individuals, and Dad and I are both big, big fans of bodybuilding events, natural bodybuilding events, and we love being there in attendance because the energy is always, it's like going home, and it's a great feeling where you can just get in there and do everything, and everything is just so alive. And then to find out that somebody you followed and watched and just enjoyed would be Ernestine and her doing her thing, and she's doing it for decades on end, and that shows you that, you know, this is a sustainable lifestyle if you do it with your head in the right place and then have a chance to speak to her. Oh, my goodness. And what I think, what, what did I say? I think there was something I put when I said that video. There was something that you must do at that show. Yeah, well, first of all, I have to see if I can even get close enough to her. But, yes, oh, you will. it will be a, face, you will. a Facebook Live. We can do a Facebook Live interview and put that out there. So that will definitely be the plan. And if you guys aren't familiar with who Ernestine Shepard is, Google her, check her out. Amazing story. Um, Video on basically very, very Yep, very, very close to her sister. Um, her sister died early or young, um, and so basically in her early 60s, Ernestine picked up strength training, um, really targeting her health and wellness goals, and she has never looked back, never looked back. So that will be exciting. Savannah, I'm excited to see you. So, so, and, and let me say, I just have to say, so, you know, our our listeners, they they have a love and appreciation for what they do, but some of them really have um, a love and appreciation for Kaylin. <laughs> and so oh, one of them was asking, was he going to be at the show? And she's like, I just got to see you at the show. And he's like, no, I'm committed to Sightown Showdown, da 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 And, um, you know, and I was privy to that conversation. I'm like, but, hey, you know, we had met this individual mm-hmm. together at a show, interviewed him. I'm like, hey, you know, I'll be there. Um, it would be great to see you again. And it was like, yeah, yeah, I'll be happy to see you too, Desiree. <laughs> Hashtag top liver. Hashtag top liver. 
but we're going to oh represent. <laughs> we're gonna we're gonna represent nonetheless. And you know what? I'm just giving you a hard time. I'm I'm teasing, so you know, no hard feelings. Um, I'm totally teasing, but I'm excited to see all of the uh, familiar faces and meet new faces um, while we're there. So that's going to be exciting. With that being said, so we know you're going to be there in support of natural bodybuilding at the uh, Heart of America show coming up this weekend. But uh, what's in the future for you, Savannah? Are you going to be stepping on stage as a competitor anytime soon, or what does the future hold? I want to do um, Jack Halverson's show next year, 2019, June, but it really it depends on where my body is at and what. I want it to look like to be stage ready. So hopefully 2019, but if not, maybe 2020. All right. Very good. Well, and with that, oh, go ahead. I'll I'll actually be working Jack's show this June. Okay. Very good. So another opportunity Mm -hmm. to support natural bodybuilding. Um. Yeah. Did you yes. have something you wanted to add, Kaylin? Yes. Yes, I did. Uh, Jerome. Uh, he's a he, he's a psychiatrist, and he just wants Savannah to know that he's very proud of how she took all that negative energy and didn't take it inside and just redirected it to something more positive and motivational for herself and for others. And he says she she's got a very genuine nature and a very gen, genuine soul. And he thinks he's headed in the right direction to be successful. This is from Jerome. Oh, very cool. Very cool. Thank you. So nice. That is. Awesome. Wow. That is. That is. And so while while you're giving a thank you to Jerome, that is a great segue to shout out. Um, When we have the chance, we like to give our guests the opportunity to give a shout out. Thank you. To anyone, I know, anyone and everyone that has been there for them um, in their uh, natural bodybuilding journey. So we'd like to give that opportunity to you. I get to give a shout-out? You get to give all the shout-outs you want. Well, I definitely need to give a shout-out to my coach, Matthew Burdes, because he's the reason for all this, honestly. And um, I give a shout-out to my mom and my dad, my family, and then um, my two best friends, Jade and Nathan. Yes, I love everyone. Thank you. Um, and now I guess uh, Kaylin, Kaylin and I will give a shout-out to you. Thanks for taking the time for being on the show and sharing your story and your experiences with our listeners. We really appreciate it, and I know that uh, they've been fully engaged and have enjoyed it as well. Thanks for having me. This was so much fun. Yes, glad you had glad you had a great time. Looks like we have a last minute um question. So Dale's wanting to know what shows are this weekend. Dale, I have three on the tip of my tongue, which I'll share here in a second. But if you want a comprehensive list of um shows that are going on, you're gonna wanna check out um Andrea Castillo and her in her website, and give me a second to find it because I'm going to mess it up. Is it um, naturalphysiques.com? I need to find it. I'm going to find it. And while I'm looking for it, though, three shows that are coming up this weekend, 
that we have been talking about is, of course, the uh, Chi-Town Showdown. So that one is on the radar. And then uh, Heart of America. And then also the Diva Classic is this weekend as well, and that's Stephanie and uh, Leif Anderson. So three great shows, Chi-Town Showdown, promoted by Joe Perez, Heart of America, promoted by John Abraham, and um, the Diva Classic, which is an all-female event, which is promoted by the Andersons, Leif and Stephanie. Very awesome. Um, Drugfreeathleticphysiques.com. That's what I was trying to get to drugfreeathleticphysiques.com. So if you want a comprehensive list of every natural show, I mean, she's virtually, I believe, and trust me when I say she's on it, virtually every natural show known to man and woman in the U.S. is on her website. Now, if there's a natural show out there that she doesn't have listed, be sure to let her know because she would love to include it. But uh, check that out. And uh, other than that, Kaylin, did you have any shows that you wanted to that that you're aware of that I haven't touched on? Well, we we like I said, that is going to be at the show that I had sure wanted to make and attend, and that's the Heart of America, Chi Town Showdown for me, um, and then there there is that one, the Diva Classic, and all, I mean, like I said, we all we we wanted to go to all of them. It just just didn't fall the thing. Nothing fell the way we had planned. So yeah, we're, we're we're disappointed in that area, but we're not disappointed that we're we're going to show. So please, if I said it that way, guys, I'm sorry. That was not my intent. Um, actually, Dad and I wanted to do all three of those shows and be present for all three as team uh, team awesome. But you know, it it just didn't fall into place that way. But uh, very good job, Savannah. Des, thanks so much for the great questions. I love that segue. Just have to put that out there. Awesome. And, uh, you know, Snickerdoodle is going to get me through the night and the weekend. <laughs> there you guys heard it. There's that Snickerdoodle shout out. So <laughs> thanks again, Savannah. And on behalf of Savannah, Kaylin, the boys at P4P Muscle, and myself, your body is a temple. So let's build it. <laughs> 